0: The Biurban Yogi, episode 12, featuring
1: G.O.D.R. Todnam. I'm Will Blunderfield. I'm a psychology major, Kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and mindfulness based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free flowing conversation with mentors and experts on such diverse topics as queer theory, holistic well-being, and music.
0: Well, everybody, would you focus your mind? Search for the truth and you will find Good spirit and strength from within. That fights against sin.
1: Born with good health, In the tax jurisdiction of Canada, with two arms, two legs, and one planet, GAO is a lifestyle programmer creating systems to optimize human performance and creativity. Fueled by algae and mushrooms, this charcoal activator burns calories in order to learn how to sequester carbon in the greater system. He votes with each credit to promote and protect the natural ecosystem for life, system, survival. An advocate for responsible terraforming, he plants gardens where grass lawns are in his spare time. Trees and bird songs give thanks. I hope you enjoy my interview with Geo Dartekan okay so <laughs> so why are mushrooms so in this season trees and stuff
0: yeah um, <laughs> mushrooms Wow mushrooms 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 are sort can be, can be not only um, intoxicating the toxicology of mushrooms is, is really a subject that um, I don't go into much, but I, I keep as a general ground rule: um, tree mushrooms are safe, ground mushrooms are poisonous. Hmm. And the edible mushrooms you love that we see in the forest—you know, chanterelles, morels, the the really beautiful um, and common oysters—and and those those kind of mushrooms are are edible. We cook them up; they're amazing sources of protein. They are really good at detoxifying and and taste delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, those are safe, but aside from from those, you have to be very careful and uh, the general rule is you go with someone who is professional uh, mushroom picker and if not, and you're just looking at an app or a book and you're looking at ground mushrooms and you're not sure times seven plus, if you're not sure, 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 like however many that is and then some, then maybe maybe don't, don't do it Don't eat it like don't eat it don't I mean don't touch it. yeah just general just generally leave those because they're 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 one of <laughs> like a, a, a plethora an abundance of mushrooms that we we may have little to no reference um, for how our physiolog- physiology response. To them, and and if they are in a kind of mycology index, um, and they've been tested, and, um, they they can be they can be super super deadly.
1: What can mushroom? What can poisonous mushrooms do to the system?
0: Compromise it. <laughs> I I had an experience where I uh, thought that I was going to be um, uh, having a very innocent and nonchalant experience with a tree mushroom the tree mushrooms are safe. That said <laughs> I, I didn't take it home and cook it in a tea and make a and, and extract those decoct those the, the, the real um, scenario is if you want to get to know mushrooms um, appreciate them in nature learn the names, um, you didn't finish your
1: story. Did you get poisoned by that one that you? I did. What happened to you? Uh,
0: I was expecting to be able to taste this tree mushroom that I knew the name of. That it was very. That's very medicinal. It's it's typically called an artist conch I walked up to a tree. Is that
1: like a reishi mushroom?
0: Um, it's like a, a reishi mushroom. Uh, it it is an a reishi mushroom, but it's 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 a tree mushroom. It's a polypore Poly Polypores are the the kind of shelf mushrooms that we see um, popping out of out of the trees, and the Mm -hmm. actual mushroom is is inside of the tree. Um, It's it's kind of eating, kind of decomposing, and um, and and thriving off of the nutrients of the tree um, as the tree is going 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 back to going going from a regenerative life cycle into a degenerative um, kind of death cycle back into the the forest and um back into the ecosystem to be decomposed and the the mycelium is the is the body of the mushroom and then the shelf kind of conch that that um pops out that we see on the tree is the fruiting body and and it it will spore and so it's like a like a reishi when we see them um in the forest if we're we're lucky enough to see them in the forest and uh and it's it's very much like like that um as a polypore and so when you
1: ate it what happened
0: so the um experience was very quick I took a sliver like half the size of my pinky nail and put it on my tongue and um immediately took it off my tongue and I felt the sharp kind of cold sensation go into my tongue and it was the um the toxins uh, going going into my system and uh, my heart rate began getting intensifying to extreme amounts with uh, kind of um, constriction uh, of the heart That um, that seemed like it could very easily have been lethal if I had, had taken any more and I spit it out immediately and had such a small amount in my mouth for such a small period of time but it still had like a a, a two-three minute effect where I was I was um, really just centering my myself in stillness with very calm breath while my heart was like exploding in my in my chest. Do you know Kinda what like it combo. was that you,
1: were, that you had? What kind of mushroom it was?
0: Yeah, as an artist conch. Oh, yeah. so artico- artist artist are poisonous. Uh, when you just well, if, if you go up and you just eat the pith of a of a mushroom, um, potentially, and that that was the experience I had.
1: Because I always thought artist cons were like kind of reishi, and you could make a tea, and you'd, they're actually good for
0: you. Yeah, minimal. that's that's what I thought too. But apparently, it's it's safer if you if you make a tea out of it. Huh. So you you cook the cook the poisons, I suppose. No, that's it's not not the same experience when you go up to a reishi. If you if you take the pith of a reishi, it's a, it's a altogether different experience. You, Have you done that many times? And what's that experience like? Um... A lucid, uh, clear, extrasensory, expansive state, um, that lasts for, uh, I would say a good 15 minutes, um, from just a small, again, like, you know, like, uh, this, the size of your pinky, I mean, uh, the, the, a nail, your pinky nail, that kind of, that kind of, uh. I mean, if you, if you trim your nails, I guess, um, it's, it's a small, small amount can have a really, really great effect. Um, and it's, uh, so they're it's not
1: hallucinogenic reiches, but they kind of no. give you a, they give you a little altered. bit of,
0: a, yeah, they, they give you a little bit of, um, uh, open hearted sensation, an or? earth, an, an earth charge that is, it is, um, in the higher, in the higher order of, of uh, like an expansive feeling.
1: I went to see a a psychic and he was saying that um, my forest guides miss me and that when I was around 17 I kind of just let go of nature and I just forgot about nature and that part of myself and he's right I moved to New York then and I was just living in this concrete jungle and I, I stopped taking time for nature and now that I'm coming back into nature and just like going for walks and doing retreats in nature I feel so much better um, what role does do yeah. mush, can mushrooms play in the rewilding of oneself?
0: Great question. Well, I would say um, because mushrooms are a part of us, like literally they're inside of us. If, we have if, fungi in us, you mean? Right. If if are of the fungus kingdom and the fungi are are many. Um, and plentiful and abundant and really safe when it get, when we get down to like extract powders and tinctures from from companies uh, like like, so, like so Thrival or harmonic arts or Four mm-hmm. Sigmatic. Um, the actual getting into um, experiencing our our bio rhythms and you know when we're when we're subjecting ourselves to <laughs> the concrete jungle and uh nine to five or uh you know even just growing up and going to school you know if we if we're if we're lucky we went to camp if we're you know if, if we want to get back into to the rhythm of nature and we're an adult in a domesticated society and we want to find mushrooms that will help us do that um they are plentiful and reishi is is really a really safe and effective one with a lot of research and it's very widely available and it can be inexpensive and when you start dosing really high amounts um, on a regular basis um, because it's so safe and because it's so effective you, you start re- reaching like a, a homeostasis metabolically and and with your hormone cycle that you're you know you're going to sleep really easily you're waking up really easily and I mean to rewild is to have a sense of um biorhythm with with nature with the sun and it, it is it is important to um to take in this this food group this kingdom and um and and even for the regulation of um the fungi that may be in us in possibly out of balance like like we we often hear about candida and do doing candida cleanses well um if we if we find something like reishi and we take proper doses you know maybe more than 10 grams of a 10 to 1 extract a day it sounds like a lot it can be expensive you source it right if you get it in bulk and you start dosing regularly on something like that because it's safe and because um, it can be cost effective building that into your diet as a routine having a tincture having a 10 to 1 extract in your bulletproof coffee or um, your your regular morning drink or putting in a stew or a soup or even like a kind of sauce, make it, give it an earthy, earthy hit to some kind of gamey sauce, whatever you're into, um, that, that can go a long way and build over time, these pathways in the body and help to not just reset from a domesticated imbalance system, but, um, really optimize and, uh, and, and, and feel a a sense of nature, a sense of Intuition and uh, mm. a kind of capacity for for what na- nature is doing within us, how how we are how we are programmed.
1: Yeah, um, I find it interesting that mushrooms, at least these medicinal ones, can be beneficial to humans. Yet you were saying before yeah. mushrooms decompose trees. Right. How how does that work? How come they're good for us? But I guess they're good for the trees. Would yeah. you say that they play a role in decomposing? Well, fungus decomposes tissues, like I studied German New Medicine. Right. When somebody's going through a program, when they're in the healing phase, if there's been a buildup of tissue, for example, a death-right conflict that affects the lungs, um, during the stress phase, according to New Medicine, there's a buildup or an overgrowth of um, alveoli cells. And Mm. then once the organism goes into a healing phase, those extra cells are broken down by fungi interesting which would be you know people would say oh that's i've got tuberculosis or i've got mm-hmm. uh, bronchitis or i've got pneumonia mm-hmm. whereas new medicine said no you're you're probably just healing a, a death threat conflict and you're you're healing and the, the fungi are playing a role in the in the decomposition of these tissues that are no longer needed interesting yeah so maybe um maybe medicinal mushrooms can help sort of allow healing phases to go more smoothly for people keep things in right. balance so
0: sounds, there's not no overgrowth of certain... sounds true to me
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the the tree you know that the um are, are mushrooms that are decomposing trees good for trees that's that's an interesting question um mm. I, I would say yeah i would say the the forest's natural cycle um and and what it's doing and you know relating that to humans um it's good to have um, space between trees. It's good for uh, our humans.
1: Could we say that we're all decomposing slowly to our death and the mushrooms help us do it in a graceful
0: way? <laughs> I mean, that sounds, sounds like it could be a good, good way to <laughs> angle a story. Yeah. Like, um, is that what
1: they're, are they doing <laughs> the same thing in us as they're doing in trees? Helping trees die gracefully over a long period of time. No, um, or is that even what they're doing in trees?
0: Well, so so reishi, for example, isn't growing in us, right? The the reishi that is. So the mycelium is is kind of the the, the body of the of the tree, and then the I mean the of body the of the mushroom, thanks. And then the and it's kind of like a neural shelf. network shape, yep. like
1: roots. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, it looks like going through our... the tree and down into the earth. Right looks like the network of the universe or the, the mapping of the So when we net, ingest
1: something like reishi we're not there's not networks not like, like that being created. Us.
0: Right. So a spore a spore is released when the sun hits the shelf the the conch that you see on the tree that is the private part of it that then has this kind of orgasmic experience or interplay of polarity with the sun and the sun's charge hitting it at that right time in the season um, is that it's kind of climax, and it, it it will it doesn't just do it once; it does it many times, and it'll it'll spurt, it'll ejaculate these uh, spores that look like like um, really pure, um, usually brown earth earth kind of powder, really fine powder, and it'll it'll kind of mist these like. Ch- into like up it'll levitate it levitate it up and out into the forest and that's the trajectory of those they're, they're trying to get out of the forest um canopy and and towards the sun um now they land why do they do that? they land a polarity charge I, I, i'm I, i'd love to ask them <laughs> like our, the, so i heard
1: but, um spores can survive space I've heard that. So there's too. like a theory that um, spores are from outer space and they've come to help save the forests. Yeah, <laughs> Is
0: that I, I true? like I like that theory. I'd love for it to be true. Mm. Um, I have a I have a good feeling about that um, because they're so uh, fundamental to to life ways and and the study of natural systems. I, I'd like that. I'd like for that to be a key and I heard, element can't to they communicate Genesis of life,
1: or maybe it's trees can communicate with each other. Like when one when there's a drought in one area of the forest they can siphon is it the mushroom mycelium that are siphoning nutrients to other trees that need
0: it or is it the tree roots a combination of the two through mycorrhizae mycorrhizae or is the term for the the kind of neural net or the mycelium of uh fun- fungi that grow underground through uh-huh. the root systems and they do do that they they take signals from uh Study this. There, there are famous studies of like the alkaloids or the toxins that plants secrete when they're under stress. Um, mm-hmm. and those will go, those th- that like electromagnetic signal will translate as, like a I I suppose, an electromagnetic charge. This is this is now my own filter on it, an electromagnetic charge through the mycorrhizae. Um, It's either that or it's the actual compounds that are going through that kind of underground network to to translate to other plants. Hey, there's uh, a threat above ground here that we need to secrete these poisons to defend against. So it's a combination of the
1: mycelium, like the mushrooms and the trees working together to
0: relay those messages. For the for the survival of the whole system, mm-hmm. and and so, uh, you know, those spores that are getting out of the um, th- that fruiting body are are doing their um, their mission to so find inject- another another tree that is ready for decomposition, essentially. Right. So those spores will go and they'll land on a tree that is, say, like you know, like an elder tree, and uh, and then it'll um start growing a mycelium web inside of that tree by eating its its mush its uh its nutrients. But when we take in a mushroom extract, we're taking in the broken down or the concentration of of that material um and and not the actual genetic imprint or the seed, if you will, mm-hmm. of of that spore that that then grows into a new mushroom inside of us. But the so there because there are so many different kinds of fungi fungi the I still I still don't know um (laughs) I I I just it's such a vast world that um how many species of mushrooms are there I mean countless I I don't know Hmm. I have no idea I don't know (laughs) the number keeps changing it's it's millions but I'm not sure if it's like it's millions. Uh, the number, the number doubles. Um, the more, the more mycologists, the more, the more young scientists learn from old scientists, and um, mm-hmm. and and have these kind of, I guess, life changing experiences that have them want to index the, um, the vast array of, uh, um, of mushrooms. Uh, I feel like, I feel like with, um, computational power, uh, growing into what it is, evolving into what it is, we'll have a, a much more, um, detailed and expansive, uh, organized, um, kind of index and chart, uh, of, of what mushrooms are and how, yeah, what, what are safe and, and what aren't.
1: And since I started taking mushrooms, like <clears throat> reishi, chaga, cordyceps, my time, my take my take. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel more grounded and more easily able to connect to other men. Interesting. It's been something I found. Like when I was growing up, most of my friends were female. Not that that was a bad thing, but I always felt kind of awkward around other men. And it's weird. Like since I started taking reishi, like I'm in a men's group. I don't feel hardly as awkward around other males as I used to. I mean, I'm sure it's multifactorial as to why, but. I really do feel that mushrooms have helped me just be more in my heart, maybe, mm. in a broader array of social situations. Mm. They do provide
0: a calming effect, don't they? Reishi uh, is, relaxes the nerves. Maybe that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting about mushrooms. Um, I also want to ask you about... like, you. I came over once, and then you're like, what do you use as detergent? And I was like, just like... And normal detergent. And you're like, well, that's like, shitty. And then you told me to use borax and Dr. Bronner's, and I've been using that, sure. and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's so fucking good. Right on. I mean, it's cheap, it's effective. Um, doesn't have you know surfactants and um, yeah, chemicals that just aren't necessary that companies put into detergents, and you know. How do you get the grease and how do you I spilled a bunch of coconut coconut oil went flying and got all over uh some wool pants some like wool dress pants that I had and they were like a tan gold kind of color and so huge stain like just stream uh mm. running down my leg pant leg and I took it into uh the laundry room and put some borax dumped some borax on it um maybe I used a little bit of Bronner's i don't remember exactly what it is they just did it kind of kind of in a streamlining it and and pack pack the borax on powder on you know like an eight dollar box at whole Foods. so i was just dumping it on and uh packing it in and then i left it and came back maybe half an hour later threw it in the wash and it, it came out um perfect wow so i mean you got shot on me. actually by a bird I was...
1: <laughs> awesome. I was just walking with my white... Some I just would say a, congratulations. Exactly, right? It's good luck in China or something. Somebody told me that. I don't know if that's true.
0: It's good luck where there aren't birds. <laughs>
1: exactly. But I, I was walking with a friend, actually, one of the guys from the men's group, and I was I just done Kundalini, and I was wearing all white. <clears throat> and this bird shot all over my head and my shoulders down the back of my white shirt. <laughs> and I like I was close to my mother's house. So I was like, Mom, can I just... like. Borrow an, another shirt, like one of my brother's t shirts. She's like, What happened? I'm like, A bird just shot on me. She's like, You should probably just throw that shirt. But I just had this idea to try the borax thing. Right. And the borax actually completely fixed it. And
0: I have another white Kundalini shirt again. I didn't have to throw it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you, like can, a pretty intense you can team. never have too many white Kundalini shirts, eh? <laughs> right? <laughs> there's, all, there, there's a stain somewhere waiting for them. I know. All of them. And yeah. you, you used to do a lot of the early morning Kundalini classes at Yoga West where I just did my training, right? Sarna. And you have a beard. I wouldn't say a lot. I would beard, say remember? I would say I really, I deeply appreciate <clears throat> um, the depth of that practice, and it's all, it's free, and and it's regardless of, for me, I can go to a yoga class, and it's free it yoga doesn't yoga class, really matter who's teaching. I, I I always love what yoga is as a as a representative model of something that. Um, works when you're when you're tuned in and mm-hmm. sadhana at that time of the day 4, a.m., something, a.m., yeah, 4 to 6 30 a.m. 4 a.m. to six thirty a.m. whatever the code on that door is <laughs> at yoga west wherever yoga west is for you um oh, it's Atlanta. it's yeah and and it, it's something that people are doing worldwide you know we're practicing at the same time as the people in the los angeles location and right and the that that 4 a.m. to 6:30 a.m. seems to be the most um, optimal time of the day to practice a kind of meditative state, and mm-hmm. those kriya yoga <clears throat> positions are such a, a such a great way to reawaken and, and awaken the the body to a meditative state.
1: Yogi Bhajan came over in the 60s and and brought Kundalini over to the west. And he taught over 8,000 classes from India, and he—he the whole idea is that it's this ancient practice, and you're not to change the kriyas and keep it exactly as it is. But then I always wonder, like, how much did he just invent? You know, how could he—how could he have had 8,000 kriyas from his gurus exactly as they were, 10,000 years ago or whatever he's saying? Like, surely he must have had some artistic license.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't know about surely, but I would say I would say yeah, but to, to a degree of,
1: because like, one of his disciples um, said that he didn't ever plan his He never wrote out notes prior to coming to
0: class. Yeah. Well. So then, then the well, so artistic license. What is artistic license? Like, can you can you bite? You know. Um, art from someone else and then and then use it as your own you know graphics graphic designers you you go so so what is artistic license well I'm just
1: wondering if all the Kriyas are truly 5000 years old or if some of them were just if he just created some in the 60s when he
0: came yeah
1: and if and that doesn't that's not poo-pooing it or saying it's bad
0: but I'm just wondering the truth yeah yeah I wonder too I, I would say I would say if he's I would take him at his word for don't, don't change them mm-hmm. um, because when you look at what they're doing and then you start to feel intrinsically what a certain posture or a certain movement is doing internally, um, if we can get back to that state, like let's say 5,000 years ago we're tasting a mushroom and we're finding out what that mushroom does in our system, what kind of channel it activates, does it activate the liver? Does it activate the kidneys? Does it activate the heart? You know, does it calm the nervous system? You know, maybe maybe it does all of those things, and it's probably reishi And you know, we we look at what what is something doing in nature. The Vedas and the the, the ancient the yogis and the ancient Shaolin Taoists monks medical medical intuitives that were creating a directory and then recording it. Um, it's interesting the the recorded the recorded world today of medicine um, versus that ancient art form. And we were around five thousand years ago. We were starting to record things, but the, Veda, the, Veda, the 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 oral tradition of passing things down, and the 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 tradition of of disciples and yogis and masters and gurus, the way that that we were learning. Um, it's based on these fundamental internal principles of feeling and awareness cultivation and when we when we have those centered and we are able to come from those places then i mean artistic license freely
1: you know that makes sense
0: issue issue having
1: a certain level of consciousness to be tapped into what uh, for example, in yoga, what movements would be best for certain intentions in terms of cleansing or Strengthening the lungs or whatever this and that it's like most people in our society just don't have hardly any body awareness myself included
0: I'm just gaining some now. Yeah mushrooms help for that. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> same, same I go to I go to uh, Yoga class and regularly learn something new about myself whether it's through my internal channels of awareness through that practice or or listening to what a yoga teacher's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's infinite, right? Yeah. Cause and we we are we we do we do operate primarily in a domesticated um, comfort based, you know, learning learning the art of of what is comfort, you know, then challenging ourselves with discomfort and doing that in a way that is is not going uh into the danger zone, but, um, you, you know, I, I, to grow, we need to, we need to challenge our, our comfort levels, so, so we're constantly, um, as a society, looking to do things that are comfortable to get away from discomfort, and the very people who are the most comfortable are the people who have challenged themselves and put themselves in discomforting, discomforting situations the most, Hmm. and become most comfortable with discomfort and because they have the broadest comfort zone because they've pushed it more right almost like uh, a being in cold water and pushing your um, threshold of like your nervous system expanding your nerve force like a Wim Hof teaching or something like this hmm. um, to be able to withstand from a nervous system level um, that amount of cold or um, that amount of oxygen intake or co2 level um so the actual pushing of the boundaries for our our own internal capacity how our operating system works so that we can then um find homeostasis better or or a sense of neutrality within a kind of um polar charge or a a situation of discomfort so we're we're all trying to do that in our own way and and to whatever. That's what Kundalini
1: Yoga is doing. It's like uh, strengthening, challenging your nervous system uh, in different ways. With like, For example, holding your arms at a 60-degree oh, sure. angle and making circles for like 11 minutes. or For sure. Sometimes we were doing it for like 62 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Or looking into somebody's eyes for two hours without stopping. Right. We went to White Tantric Kundalini Yoga, which was part of our training. And we spent the whole day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. with one partner. And uh, yeah, just looking into her eyes literally for eight hours. We had little 20-minute breaks here and there, chanting mantras, but the whole time, whether it was movements with the hands or chanting mantras or both, we're always looking into each other's eyes. And that I found strength in me. Now I can look into people's eyes without any problem, whereas before I struggled with that. So there was something that happened that day that helped me.
0: Were you tearing up? A little bit, maybe. She fell asleep. I kept having
1: to pull her forward. She was so cute. I was falling asleep at first, and then I became alert, and then she was falling asleep, and then she became alert. It It was pretty cute keeping each other awake (laughs) but uh, even like uh, strengthening one's uh, nervous system to be able to handle more love I'm interested in that like um, Bernie Brown talks about foreboding joy like strengthening your ability to be in joy and hold that that space of joy Uh, I'm interested in practices and ways of life and eating and stuff that can help us embody more joy. Do you have any tips on that?
0: Same. Yeah. I'm, I'm always looking to upgrade, uh, techniques and, and integrate habits that allow us to, to do those things. Uh, you know, the, like speaking to, um, obtaining and maintaining a state of neutrality while being able to polarize um, I think that that's an important foundational practice for then being able to go into different techniques and then building in habits into our operating system that become more or less automated so that we're, um, you know, every morning if, if we have a breath practice, we don't have to think about doing our breath practice, it's like, it's there, you know, waking up with breath, and, and then we're going to sleep with breath, and we're waking up with breath, and. We wake up in the middle of the night. We may have a deep, a deep relaxation, the kind of breath awareness, something like this. And can you recommend we,
1: anything if you wake up in the middle of the night and you want to get back to sleep? That's a good technique. A, like deep breath
0: awareness. <laughs> so just focusing uh, on your yeah yeah navel I, point and breathing there deeply. That sounds good to me. I I, I don't have anything specific um, that I do mm-hmm. constantly um, other than to to relax the. What you're what you're what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, navel point, relaxation, deep breath. Um, there's, yeah, a- anything that works to whatever whatever. So, building into our system something that we do that is um, a natural response to stress. So if that is um to be able to recognize so the, the yeah the more we breathe the more natural the way that we breathe becomes so if we're breathing in a way that we're we're not not using the navel um then when we start programming the use of the navel for breathing uh, and we, we begin to deepen our awareness in, in how we breathe, the, the more focus it takes, right, the more ent- cognition, the more energy from the mental faculty it takes. So the more electromagnetic energy or uh, use of brain power, calories, It takes for us to think about how we're breathing, so that we can then train ourselves to breathe deeply and have a a greater depth of breath. the The greater, the the longer we we practice breathing deeply, practice Kundalini, practice, for example, um, after a breath of fire. Let's say we do sixty-four breaths of fire, and then. breathe out and then hold or breathe in all the way and then hold our breath and then breathe out and then hold our breath. And the, the longer we practice that, the, the more able we are able to do it without as much thinking, right? right. The more it becomes a natural experience. And I, the, um, the, the, the idea of joy and having cultivating more joy, maintaining more joy. Um, I believe is a matter of cultivating neutrality and um, a state of um, what we think of as calm uh, what we think of as centered what we think of as peaceful grace these kind of n- this pursuit of, of, of a, a quality of experience that conserves energy and also can draw forth uh, an, an energy from dynamics of what what's going on, um, to be able to cultivate an expression that, um, is, is, is natural and, and not mm. contrived. And, and I feel like any expression that's, that's natural is, um, is, it's on its way to joy if it's not already there. So would you say there has to be a little
1: bit of muscling through things and a little bit of awkwardness in cult? Like, for example, I used to slouch
0: and right. now I feel my is yeah, a lot better. Yeah, I still catch myself slouching for sure
1: but now and it was hard and, and it took so much energy and it was awkward to sit so straight but now that it's more of a pattern I feel like my spine is more neutral and you know it's kind of like a TV from the 60s if, if your antennas on the top are not aligned correctly you get fuzz right. but if they're
0: aligned correctly it's like you
1: can access far more knowledge and information
0: I really like that analogy of antennas mm-hmm. and, and like a TV because there, there's it, that's, that's it's great because we have a screen Right, Mm -hmm. the screen is like what we're seeing. That's that what we're seeing is is let's call it like the feeling that we have. So there's sound and there's there's sight and there's or or like we can turn the volume up and down. We can turn the brightness up and down. Um, And if we don't have that antenna to have a clear signal, it's really challenging to control ourselves. And so the the more we can kind of tune and shape our 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 channel f- through through like adjusting our antenna here and there, the easier it is to kind of uh, turn our brightness up and down and our volume up and down and and be um, uh, in a state of of peace being able to tune yourself so that
1: you can access more joy and that you can be in more peace more often
0: yeah I, I still I still catch myself slouching and and I still find myself. Uh, I, I've been able to sit up straight uh, in in a more comfortable way uh, in the last few days, um, you know, more so than ever in the last decade. And <laughs> um, and I'm in my fourth decade now, and and for the last ten or so years, I've been struggling in a seated position. And, and so I've just, I've, I've basically used like, uh, I've, I've more or less avoided seated positions for meditation. So I've, I've done, um, graceful movement meditation, uh, whether it's walking and, and, and then using different breath techniques, like holding the breath for as many steps as I can. And then, um, and then taking in sips of air through diaphragmatic breathing, like, uh, and then, um, refilling up, filling up so that I'm not going to pass out, and then continuing on with that. And so, like gentle, gentle, uh, um, gentle, graceful walks with, um, you know, m- minding my oxygen levels so that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pushing my own comfortable boundaries, and, um, and then, uh, you know, those. Those, those kinds of meditations are really effective for me, um, because I've I've struggled with sitting down so much. Because it's painful? Yeah, it's, yeah. My my spinal column is has, um, has been uh, injured. Yeah, um, not aligned. Um, so other than aligned, and uh, and sitting down has been a, a really Sometimes excruciating. Some it's just it's not a, not an option sometimes. So I, I squat, um, I squat and and do the kind of uh, yin yoga that allows my knees to be flexible enough to squat and um, and so the 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 constant you know uh, kind of bending or um, uh, what was the word you used um, uh, adjusting. Um, period for being able to get into those places of grace where um, the real kind of flow begins taking, taking like momentum starts starts building and, and we really feel like we're making progress to get to that place. Sometimes it does take, you know, quite a bit of adjustment and, uh, yeah, pain um, and as long as we are... Um As long as we know why we're experiencing pain, then we may not be suffering, you know mm-hmm. so so then it, it becomes a, a worthy a worthy endeavor to kind of um, safely safeguard against extreme measures, but push those those boundaries to be able to make improvement. and um, yeah, sitting up straight is fucking awesome. I love it. I love it I'm stoked to be able to sit up straight again
1: yay high five <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I've heard of God. yes is there anything else you want to talk about we have five minutes left before I have to go to my <laughs> men's group uh what did you
0: what did you say you wanted to talk about earlier well
1: I always like to talk about semen semen mm-hmm.
0: uh the sexual fluids of the male yeah and the female uh the hominid yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, um, hydration is key. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoshu Wu is an herb that men can take to um, strengthen and uh, to strengthen the kidneys. Um, the kidney energy is what becomes weak. Do any of these herbs like have contraindications? For example, if you're taking
1: Reishi consistently, should you not take Hoshu Wu, or like do they all work synergistically?
0: Uh, they don't all work synergistically reishi seems to be a, a universal application herb so you can use it and universally is that the same
1: with most medicinal mushrooms
0: no no i wouldn't say most um, chaga uh but chaga chaga also seems to have that universal um application with with something like chaga you may find yourself um Becoming needing a little more water because it's it's really it's really engaging your your organ systems. Um, Hmm. uh, But hydration is key. Hoshuwu or foti. the name for it. Yeah, foti is the common name for it. Um, Yeah, you you'd be able to find those those uh, find that herb um, through those names and uh, the. Contraindications with that I mean That's a It's a tonic herb It's an adaptogenic herb Um Adaptogens are, are 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 the most universal Out of all of the foods That we could be eating Um Uh A Simple Tea Um Extraction Uh Of Of the Prepared wu Or the prepared Foti Um You can get
1: that from Harmonic Arts eh?
0: You can definitely get that from Harmonic Arts And Um, yeah, it's prepared really well. Um, and, and what, so what that, so it, I'll leave the link to Harmonic Arts in the bio
1: of this podcast for listeners.
0: Yeah. It's, it's an amazing thing for, um, for men to be able to take and, um, and defend against ejaculation, um, Hmm. uh, defend against the depletion of, 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 of kidney energy, does it make you not want to ejaculate as much, or does it help you control your <laughs> ejaculations? I don't think I don't. Not in my experience. <laughs> um, I mean, I would attribute that to to the power of of like discipline. But I would even leave it why, at that. You tell the audience because I
1: had a, another fellow on talking about semen retention, but we didn't really vocalize the audience. Why is it so important for men not to be ejaculating like all the time?
0: Well. If we value our life and we value our life force, or we we can be present to a sense of life that's in us, when we're really young, we have a lot of energy, and as we age, we feel less and less of a, of an actual electromagnetic charge within our body. Could you that, say that? electromagnetic like a less and less sexiness,
1: charge? You feel less and less of a sexiness within you.
0: I would call it an electromagnetic charge. Uh, it, it's like a life force. If the you want to, if you want to do approach it from that angle. Um, sure. Like if you, you know, I can imagine, but, but sexiness is like also a, sexy a kind lion. of confidence or, yeah. you know, but it, so yeah, there's like a, a Yang, a Yang life force, procreation, evolutionary impulse That emerges through us in this kind of streaming, abundant fashion when we're young, and then mid twenties we we start like really losing that. It goes downhill, and we want to get it back for the rest of our lives. And when we're young, we don't we just kind of waste it away. We ejaculate all the time, and um, you know, with someone, without someone, it just it's a release from the pressure of of all the stresses and the. Things that we put pressure on ourselves to achieve, to, to, to like, you know, be someone, to be accepted, to be respected and maybe admired and, you know, Mm. revered and whatever it is, but basic survival, like from the stresses, we, we want to escape and, and ejaculation is, is the most, um, uh, (laughs) it's a, it's a way out of, um, of the responsibility to, Curate um, our life force, and and so when we That's when we start so when we start realizing <laughs> our what our life force is, and that it's it is a, a limited and very precious resource, um, that we can start evaluating how the energy and the dynamics of of a neutral a neutral peaceful mindfulness awareness um, kind of state, what that is, that quality of being. That quality of being that we have after we ejaculate from all the dopamine that's in us, that relaxed state. If we learn how to cultivate something like that for our regular state of being, Mm. if if that's a possibility that we realize, then we start tracking our stresses, our stress responses to nature. And then things like what we eat become more apparent, Um, discipline, disciplinary... uh, functions of you know what we build into our lifestyle that we can then automate are things like fasting intermittent fasting to start with and like you know smoothie liquid juicing f- f- that kind of like basic fibers getting everything going getting the moving then then water fasting dry fasting a whole other thing but intermittent fasting is is really um easy for a lot of people to do and bulletproof diet makes it really really popular um and and you know Juice feasting, this kind of idea, that may that may have a lot of sugars um, that you may want to safeguard against. And if you don't like the bulletproof diet because you want to be vegan, there's there's ways of doing it, um, Mm -hmm. as every vegan can can figure out. Um, Thanks for coconuts, uh, and you know the the um, coconuts shipped frozen by feeding change to Whole Foods near you in North America. It's amazing. um and and yeah getting getting to a uh, a state of realizing the precious resource that is our our vital force our life force and how we have a lot of it when we're young and we just we lose it over time the less we ejaculate um it's not necessarily the less pleasure we experience if we learn how to um circulate our energies it's the less energy we leak and when we just like Convulsively, like, b- bust out a is it like life force, <laughs> for,
1: like to play the devil's advocate. Is it possible, though, to you're okay, you're doing semen retention, but like you're kind of tired or your your system's not like robust enough to handle all the sexual energy that you're cultivating? Is that dangerous in any way?
0: Sexual energy, um, is, is something that I, I like. So, we're talking about hormones and we're talking about. A mindset for hormones, right? When someone says they're, they're um, when someone has candida and they're an alcoholic, they may attribute alcoholism to alcohol, but the actual fungus that's feeding off of the sugars that are primarily from the alcohol that they're drinking is causing them to crave sugar, which then they appropriate psychologically to alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. So the alcohol addiction may actually be a candida problem. Um, similarly, to, you yeah, know, I can cross reference a couple other things, but for the sake of time, um, I would say that if you have a, an idea about sexual arousal that's based on hormones or based on uh, psychic awareness for that escape mechanism called sex, you know, it, it may be the idea of connecting with someone or the idea of releasing stress that we're appropriating to the, the practice of having sex um, or or masturbating, having some kind of having release, having climax. But... Um, if we trace it back, what what, are, what is the actual cause? What is the root? Why are we doing it? And that gets back to, you know, going back 5,000 years ago and how do, do we have artistic license over our own body mechanisms, body mechanics. Um, but the, the the way out or the way to um, <laughs> the, enlighten, the path to enlightenment is, you know, and, and it may be a bold statement, but the path to enlightenment is experiencing pain without suffering and I mean I didn't say it I didn't make it up it's like Buddha yeah we have this we have this this ancient teaching to learn from and then apply to um, you know are we are we causing ourselves pain when we're ejaculating without realizing it and if we and if 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 we have some kind of intuitive hit like yes because i'm leaking energy or i'm leaking energy just in the exchange or the social dynamic um or the the addiction to it the um, accumulated lack of energy, um, you know, and then I'm doing these other things to supplement the energy so I can try and stay balanced. And I know there's consequence to those things. We, we, we just want to wipe, wipe the slate clean and get back to the roots of why we're doing things. And I mean, breath and hydration, um, cultivating a neutral state of presence, integrating fungi into the diet. These are, um, probably the most fundamental things that we can do as a human to monitor and begin cultivating the intuition that we can then track our our experience of why we're doing things on our own and and then really really with a relationship with ourselves um cultivate higher forms of of joy and abundance and maybe even what we call love with another human being
1: i love you thank you (laughs) I'm going to have to have you on for, you're so gorgeous. I'm going to have to have you on for another episode if you're willing.
0: If I'm willing, Will, well, yeah, yeah, anytime, man. Awesome. Thank you.
1: I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with GAO. It's always so nice to speak to him and I look forward to having him on the podcast again. He's a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. Uh, please do go head over to iTunes, rate, subscribe to the Buy Urban Yogi. Let's try to get it up there on those charts and spread the good word. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next week. Ciao, bello. We'll leave you with a song I wrote based on the Christian hymn "Amazing Grace," featuring Biffnick. Hope you enjoy.